1: Good Friday afternoon to you. It's your girl, Miss Coco, and you're listening to the Midnight Coco Show here on blogtalkradio.com. It is Friday. You know, every Friday we have a guest. So, if you're tuning in right now, we have a special guest joining us on the line right now as we speak. She is best-selling author of an upcoming book that will be coming out in April. She goes by the name of Maya K. And if you would like to talk to her or if you have any questions or comments, the number to call is 347-324-3044. Once again, that number is 347-324-3044. Or you can just us up on our social media uh, at Twitter, um, at Midnight Coco or Miss Coco Zero nine, or you can hit us up on Instagram as well. That is Radio Coco or Miss Coco 09. All right, but we're going to get right into it. So let's go, Miss Maya. How are you today on this Friday afternoon? I'm good. How you doing, Coco? Thanks for having me. I'm great. I'm great. Um, first of all. You know, I'm glad to have you here on the show, um, Thank you. and I, I understand that you're getting ready to drop a, um, your book. Uh, coming out in April, and before we started the show, you were telling me that it's actually three books, so can you tell us a little bit about that, as well as a little bit about who you are for our listeners out there?
2: Sure. Um, so, Maya K you know, that's my pen name, um, and I am from North Philadelphia, born and raised. Uh, I am... I like to say I'm God-made, fully made, and temple-made—three best things in, in the world. Um, and this is actually my tenth book that I'm releasing. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm thankful to, to have this opportunity. Um, I got this most recent deal last year, uh, last June, um, and somebody was watching my work. And so that's why I always tell people to make sure you're always working because you just never know when your opportunity will come. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I got to where I am today, how I got the two collab- the celebrity collaborations and also how I was able to uh, put out a book that I've been waiting to put out for several years, waiting to write, I should say. Um, but just to kind of go back to like who I am, I always like to say like I'm this God fearing woman. Um, who always just had a big dream of writing history, and I'm able to do that today. So, Okay, very interesting. Now, you said that you...
1: Um, someone was watching you. You know, a lot of authors that I've had on the show previously, you know, they always tell us their story about how they got to the point where they are now. And um, so, what was your journey like? Because, you know, as a writer myself, you know, the journey has been, you know, can can always be kind of uh, a bit bumpy, but like you said, if you stay focused and you continue to believe and have faith, then someone will be watching and offer of you. Just, so what was your journey like?
2: Um I mean, it was it was challenging in the very beginning. I remember finishing my first book in 2010 and um doing everything that I was told to do. I took a a class to write a great query letter. Um I did all of these little things that people say, you know, you're supposed to do. I worked really hard and um kept getting a lot of rejections from agents in New York. And so I realized that um, I was either going to allow them to tell me no or, you know, I was going to have to position myself to give myself a yes. And, you know, essentially after getting a bunch of rejections for the first one, I decided to go ahead and self-publish uh, my first book. And believe it or mm-hmm. not, it wasn't until I moved to Atlanta and was encouraged by, um the award-winning actress, Terry J. who gave me my first book signing, it was her that encouraged me to put the book in print. And that's when I finally went ahead and released um, Speechless. That was the first book. It was a book of short stories. And in the midst of that, you know, I never gave up on getting an agent and getting, um, you know, a a mainstream publishing deal. That's what they're. um, But I knew that I never expected for me to get, like, my first, taste of self-publishing the way that I did and then for the people that be behind me that were behind me um Mm -hmm. and I was able to get like celebrity reviews things that are really hard to get when you're a new writer um Mm -hmm. but you know it was it was discouraging at some point because I had two you know authors who were my mentors, and these were assignment issues to authors. These were authors who had given me permission to use their, you know, names as referrals. And so, yeah, just like imagine um, having, like I said, all the pieces and all the tools and especially the talent and then not having any doors open. So the the journey mm-hmm. was definitely tough. I mean, it, it took me six years in all honesty to get to, um, and I know it sounds crazy because everybody's like, well, what, what's the big deal with New York? Well, for writers, you know, um, that's that's our big deal, New York getting right. a mainstream publishing deal. Uh, that's, that's what most writers, you know, aim towards. Even after you've self-published, you know, we obviously know the, expo- the exposure is different. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. that was the thing for me. So it took a very long time to get here. Um, I had over 100 rejections um with my first book alone. So, yeah. <laughs> that mm-hmm. um and then after the self-publishing three books, I was with a, another publisher, um independent, and then I put out five books in 7 months, which is kind of heard of as well. Um mm-hmm. at the speed and the rate that I was putting out books with them, um and it gave me I was able to taste the other side of it where I didn't have to wear all the hats the challenge with self-publishing is that you're everything. You're the designer, you're the editor, you're the writer, the promoter, you're everything. But when you have a publisher behind you, it's not that you don't, you know, do any of those things, but you don't have to do it as much. You know, you can kind of relax a little bit and focus on the craft. And so um, here I am now, like I said, fast forward, uh, seven years after I put my first book out there to the world, um, you know, but ten, eleven 11 books later, I also count out the ones that aren't published yet. So, um, 11 books later, as far as my solo projects, that doesn't include the collaborations. And, you know, here I am, um, signed with an amazing publisher, TMG firm, okay. and I'm here. Okay. Okay. You, you know, very interesting. It's interesting that you,
1: you know, that you said, you talked about your journey and how difficult Uh it was for you and that you put out several books before, um, before you got that big break. And, um, and, you know, like I said before, it is, you know, it is challenging for a lot of people, Mm -hmm. but I think if you stick, stick with it, you know, there's something's going to happen for you where, you know, that, that, uh, that you're going to see your, your dreams come into fruition. You know, now, so mm-hmm. let's talk about, um, talk about the book. Now, you said there's three books that are coming out. Can you talk? It a, is. tell us a little bit about that?
2: Sure. So the first book, um, which I'm really excited about, I'm excited about all of them, but there's something about characters that, like, we create as writers that just takes us to a whole other level. So The Clover nice. Chronicles, Battling Breland. Um, the Clover Chronicles is a new series that um, a young adult series. Um, that's that's the lane that I love to be in. I love writing for teens, but I love mm-hmm. writing crossover fiction, which um, I consider it may be a teen book, but it has crossover appeal, so adults would enjoy it. Um, so I always think of writing books where a mother and a daughter could be sitting on the couch together reading, and then they could discuss it. So um, mm-hmm. Battling Relin tells the story of fifteen-year-old. Breland Michelle Clover, and she has lupus, um, and she meets a paralytic athlete named Saith Richards, and they kind of go on this journey together. Um, she's frustrated because she's a fitness trainer, but she's had to step down from that because anybody who knows about lupus knows that it affects your your joints and your body, and you have pain, um, and so it's, it's like a romantic suspense that I like to describe as Empire meets Seventh Heaven. So. Um, and that's the first mm-hmm. book in the series. So. Okay. And so what um, you... you want me to just oh, go ahead. I, I didn't know if you wanted go me ahead. to do all three or you wanted to ask questions about each one. <laughs> go ahead. Um,
1: well, I wanted to ask uh, about, like, what was your
2: inspiration for your characters? Brie Lynn is someone, like, I actually know a an, a grown woman who went through that. Um you know, the the book starts off with the punch and so I actually know someone when you do order the book and you read it, if you that first page, I know someone who went through that where it was like, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I can't even do this because of my lupus. So what I was inspired and I think for me, a lot of the world they know about cancer, you know, we talk about AIDS, but nobody really talks mm-hmm. about lupus and it affects a lot of African Americans. And so I just wanted a nice. character who who had like this, um, like all of these complexities, you know what I mean? Like she's, she's so mm. diverse. She has like so many different layers to her and I, and I love that. That's what I wanted. Um, and, and as a Christian woman, you know, I put a lot of my faith in a lot of the things that I write. And so a lot of my characters will have that, even the, the most evil character or the villain, you know, will have that, that, that faith streak in them, you know what I mean, even if they stray away and they Mm -hmm. go back to it. So for me, the inspiration behind her was just really wanting to touch on um, the complexities of a disease that's kind of not really talked about or heard of in the African-American community. Um, And most people don't even realize, like, as an African-American, I think that's – I don't want to say that's the youngest you can get it, but from my research, I think 15 is, like, usually when it's diagnosed, like 15 and up. And so that mm-hmm. was the purpose also and I me mean, kind of making her 15 and showing the early stages of the disease and how it can really just like affect your entire life. So
1: hmm Wow. And something. you know, that's, uh, that's very interesting because I do know someone with lupus and, um, you know, I do know that there are different stages of this, different forms of and how it can affect the body and everything like that. So for you to uh, create a character who, um, who is battling, uh, the disease and put it into a book to inspire those who will have the disease, whether they be young or old, you know, that they can kind of get some type of, uh, of motivation and inspiration that, hey, this is, you know, just because this is a disease is not going to, you know, take away, you know, your life. You can still do things that you want to do. You just have, it's just going to be, you have to make some type of adjustment. So is the next Absolutely. book in the series, uh, the, the next book in the next series, is it something of, to that effect or is it totally on a different level? Well, Bre-Lynn has, Bre-Lynn
2: has, Breland has siblings. Uh, the The reason why it's called the Clover Chronicles is because the family, they're the Clovers. The last name is Clover. So there's four mm-hmm. siblings, there's four children, and then there's two parents. So okay. what I want to do is just basically touch on each, each child. Um, they're all teenagers mm-hmm. and one is, well, three is, Three are teenagers and one is an adult. So each one will touch on um, something different. And, I, I mean, I can't give too much away, but I will say the second book will be about Kashmir, her sister Kashmir. Um, and mm-hmm. it will touch on sex trafficking, which I think is important to touch on as well. So, Okay. Okay. Um,
1: now, when, the, when is the book going to be uh, released to the public? Is it coming out? Uh, you said, I think it's coming out in April, but what is the exact date?
2: Sure. It's April 4th. Um, They'll be available at Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Target, Walmart. Um, They're also, of course, digital online, you know, iTunes, um, iBooks, Amazon, Nook. And most importantly, they're available now for pre-orders. So um, that's the big, you know, we really, we're pushing those pre-orders. And I know I know some people, like, you know, they click and they buy and they like, I'm, I want my product tomorrow. But just think about it. I mean, you just get it out of the way, and then as soon as it, April comes, you'll, you'll have a book in the mail. You don't you won't even know if it's a gift or not because you forgot that you bought it. So I think that's what makes pre-order so cool. You can order it way in advance. Um, Yeah, so it's available now for pre-order. The link is in my bio, along with the other two books. So.
1: Okay. Okay, now what do you hope? To for people to take away from um, from your book?
2: With this one, I really want people to know that when you're at the end of your rope, you're at the hem of God's garment. And
0: mm-hmm.
2: I think that it's so important because as a teenager, Breland had to, she struggled with her faith. You know, she was raised in a Christian home, but for her, it's like, wait a minute, God, I didn't ask for this you know, and she even makes a joke like, you know, my sister lost her virginity you didn't do anything to her, like, you know so it's it's one of those things where she's just like in her purest form, you know, and she's the strongest, you'll see that in the book, how the family loves her so much and they lean on her, and so it's just amazing to see her strength, so really I just want people to take away the fact that when you're at the end of your rope, you're at the hem of God's garment, that's when he does his best work, and you know, that you that excuses really are just that, you know, she had to find a way to still be a trainer, even though she couldn't physically train. And so when you read the book, you'll get to see the unique way that she did it. She, she still, you know, was an entrepreneur. She just had to do something different. So, you know, it's really that no excuses, you know, those are the two biggest things for me. Um, And, and also uh, I would say three things, the, the most, important thing when it comes to that aspect of the book is the entrepreneurship. I think today you know entrepreneurs really make the world go round, and despite right. the economy, you know the entrepreneurs are the ones who are really making the world go round so you know i I touch on entrepreneurship throughout the whole book um so that that's a really big thing for me that you can start some kind of business wherever you are um with whatever right. you have
1: okay. Okay, now we're going to take a quick break, but we're going to come back and we're going to continue our conversation with author Maya K. Here, if you would like to call and uh, talk with her, ask her questions, or if you have any comments, the number to call is three four seven three two four three zero four four. Once again, that number is three four seven three two four three zero four four. Or you can hit us up on social media at Midnight Coco on Twitter or Miss Coco zero nine. Let us know your thoughts uh, if you have any questions or anything that you want to talk about um, um, regarding to her book. Or- or previous books, you can do so by hitting us up there. All right, this is your number one source for inspiration and entertainment. It's the Midnight Cocoa Show here on blogtalkradio.com. We'll be right back in just a few. Attention all entertainers and entrepreneurs. If you would like to be a guest on Spotlight Friday or the Midnight Coco Show, Simply submit your information to midnightcoco show at gmail.com. Once again, that is midnightcoco show at gmail.com. For more information, visit our official website at www.coco show.web.com. If you have been a guest on our show and you would like to do a follow up interview, simply email us at midnightcoco show at gmail.com. We'll see you soon. Can't wait for you to be in the spotlight. Yes, if you would like to be a guest here on the Midnight Cocoa Show, all you have to do is simply email us at show at gmail.com or visit our official website for more details at www.cocoshow.web.com. Make sure you tune in for Monday for Inspirational Monday as well as Tuesday Tips and Hot Topics for Wednesday and, of course, our Throwback Thursday show. But right now we want to take it right back into our Spotlight Friday show with our special guest, author Maya K. We are talking about her new book that is coming out. In April, April 4th, that is the Clover Chronicles, Battling Breland. So let's rejoin our author today, our special guest here on the Midnight Coco Show. There's one more question that I want to ask you, uh, Maya, um, and I wanted to touch bases on it. Like, when, I know, like, a lot of people start writing, like, you know, at a certain age and everything like that. So I wanted to ask you, like, when was that? When was the time or when did you know that you had a talent, a gift for writing, and that this is something that you wanted to do?
2: Um, I was five when I when I first, like, felt it, like, that, that it was something I was supposed to be doing. And I remember actually being in first grade so I was six when I was in first grade, and I asked. I will never forget LaKeisha Diggs. She was the best artist in our class. I mean, this girl could draw like it was nobody's business. And I remember saying, I will pay you a quarter for each picture you draw from my book. And she said no. And mm. I remember it was about two talking dogs and something else. And I couldn't even tell you the rest. But I think that was the first time, like, my imagination actually, like, really got the best of me. And I was like, you know what? I think I want to try this. And so it I think I got bit by the bug at five or six. But – you know, of course going to college I did the pre med thing thinking that it was it was better to have a safe career and to write right. later. And then I learned you know, obviously we can make plans and we make God laugh and so he he uh you know, I was actually majoring in journalism and chemistry, trying to have a safe career and then do what I really love and then I ended up dropping the pre med and focusing on um in journalism and and you know got my masters in English and that's when I realized you know this was where I belonged and it's the only thing that when I'm doing it literally I feel like I'm just like walking on a cloud it's like
1: mm-hmm.
2: it's easy even on the hardest days it's it's easy for me like it's really really easy stuff. right
1: so who has been some of your biggest inspirations
2: um, for me, eh, of course, my I was named after my Angelou, so that obviously would be, you know, one of my biggest, um, whom I actually had the pleasure, God rest her soul, of meeting February 4th, 2006, Um, mm-hmm. and it was life-changing to meet her and to be able to, you know, talk to her, and, you know, I remember the first copy I got of I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings, and I was in, I want to say the eighth grade. I might have been in sixth grade. Um, I know it was in middle school, and a teacher gave it to me, and I just fell in love. And I I have all of her books. I have all of her, the whole collection of poetry. Um, I think she's one of the most influential writers, poets, you know, artists of our time. Um, So that that was, like, my biggest uh, growing up. And then over the years, you know, things have just kind of shifted. Um, I think literature has just changed. So for me, mm-hmm. I guess just it would be my mentors, Karen Quinones Miller, Karen E. Quinones Miller, and uh, Miasha. Mm-hmm. Um, we all went to Temple, um, and some of my 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 biggest inspirations in the young adult realm would be mm-hmm. Sharon Draper, who was actually a, a teacher for 25 years, and I want to say she taught in. Uh, Chicago. She was a teacher, you know, in the in the urban environment and, you know, it was rough and she chose to, you know, write books about um fiction of course, but it touched on a lot of things that she saw her kids dealing with. And I love she writes middle grade and she writes young adult. Um so Sharon Draper, um, and Laurie Hulse Anderson who wrote Speak. Um, I think everybody knows about Speak. I mean that book has been out for years. So, um those are like my young adult uh inspirations. And, you know, people that that I that I've read about, you know, that I, I see what they're doing and I love what they're doing. Uh, Stephen King, obviously, just his work ethic, um, and, and mm-hmm. the caliber that he's reached as a writer. So, like, what is the process for you when you're writing?
1: Like, do you listen to music? Do you read other books? Or like, what is like the process for you to get into um, creating your characters and writing? You know, just sitting there and sitting at your computer know, or writing your know, books? To
2: write your story, sure. Um, so I'll tell you the process for the fiction, and then I'll segue into what it took for me to write the celebrity collaborations. Okay. Um, okay. And so for fiction, I'm a big I'm a big Nas fan. So like, he's my favorite artist. Like, not my favorite rapper, just favorite artist. Period. Um, mm-hmm. So I. Generally, when I'm in the groove, I listen to an entire Nas album for the day, so it's on in the background, and I'm just writing. Um, And I know some Mm -hmm. people are like, that's crazy. How can you just listen to, like, rap? Because a lot of people listen to, like, jazz or classical. But when Mm -hmm. I'm, like, really in the groove, Nas is always in the background. Now, I will listen to jazz or classical if I'm feeling a little stuck and I need to, you know, get unstuck. Or I don't really believe Mm -hmm. in writer's block, um, but I will listen to something a little more smooth. um, And sometimes if, you know, I'm trying to really, excuse me, go somewhere else in my mind, um, I'll listen Mm -hmm. to jazz or classical so I'm a big John Coltrane fan um, Beethoven but those are it those are the three artists it's John Coltrane Beethoven and Nas they're always playing whether I'm writing or rewriting editing whatever phase of the process I'm mm-hmm. in um, as far as my characters I create like a character bible so there are things about my characters you will never know but I know them inside and out. Mm -hmm. So I don't really do outlines. I do character Bibles. I know Breland's favorite food. I know you know the first time she thought about having sex even though she's a virgin. I know everything about this girl so that when I'm writing I don't have to have outline. I know whatever situation she's in I know what she's going to do because I know her. I know the food she's allergic to. You know what I mean? Like I know everything about Mm -hmm. her. So I generally start with that uh, and then I just go crazy. I just go in and write. Um for the nonfiction side because I know we don't you know have a lot of time so I just kind of wanted to close off with my final comments just talking about the other two books um Mm -hmm. so I wrote a book with uh Nico London with Londell Nico London Smith uh Seal Sex Entertainment and Lies from Love and Hip Hop Atlanta and he's kind of it's kind of like a redemption book you know he's telling his side of the story and everything that happened with the, the the sex tape and, you know, just who he is. You know, a lot of people didn't even know mm-hmm. he had four book deals. I mean, book deals, I'm sorry. <laughs> Wish. He had four uh, music deals before, you know, Love & Hip Hop, you know, and okay. Teddy Riley wrote the foreword to his book and he spoke very, very highly of Nico. So um, Nico definitely had his own identity before Love & Hip Hop. Um, and the process for that, It's different, you know, because I can't really listen to music while I'm recording. You know, I had to talk to him and record because he's in L.A. So it was a challenge for me. This was my first ghostwriting project, my first celebrity, well, collaboration, period. And so Mm -hmm. I had to stretch myself. I had to come out my comfort zone. I couldn't be in my secluded space and, you know, listen to music. So it was a little more challenging, but the process was, you know, was definitely different. Um, but it was fun. Um okay. And then for Miss Barry, Andrea Mayberry, her mm-hmm. – she wrote a, we wrote a book. Well, she wrote – well, we yeah, we wrote. i say we wrote. Uh, well, for Empire, um, Raising Brashear Yaz the Greatest Gray. So, of course, um, for people who don't know, Andrea Mayberry is the mother of Yaz who plays Hakeem or Empire and just played Mike Bivens in New Edition. And so uh, yes. she wrote a book, yes. She wrote a book talking about raising him with ADHD and mm-hmm. um which was a challenge for her, especially, you know, just raising him in the rough environment where we come from, which is Philadelphia. And the things mm-hmm. that she went through to keep him out of the streets and how she saw the, the star bug in him at a young age and how she, you know, really just took the reins, trusted God took the reins and um did what she did to get to get him to where he is today. So um, the same thing that like with Nico, I had to come out my comfort zone, and um, it was a little different with her because we could meet face to face because we're in the same city, so it, it was a little bit mm-hmm. more refreshing. Um, but yeah, it was it was still tough, you know, challenging just to come out my comfort zone because I like to write alone. You know what I mean? Right. That's what writers mm-hmm. do. We we don't have to work right. in the office. We don't have to clock in. So um, right. Yeah, so that was kind of the process for that. And so, like I said, all three books are available for pre-order. The link is in my bio on Instagram. Um, So I'm, I'm sure you'll let me say, like, my website and stuff at the end. So I won't. Oh, sure, sure.
1: So I do want to thank you. We want to have a few minutes left here in the show, but I want to thank you for stopping by and and being a guest here on the show. I've learned a lot from you, and uh, I'm pretty sure my audience, is, listening audience, has learned a lot from you as well. And make sure you all pick up her book, pre-order her book, uh, which is due out April. 4th fourth and it is called the Clover chronicles battling brilliant make sure you get that as well as the next two books that are uh, going to be available too as well they're going to be available with um the first one or is that going to be coming out at different times are you talking about tip? the
2: books in the series or the, the nico and yes, the,
1: the, series. the series oh no the the, series. they're
2: coming out at different times
1: yeah okay they'll be coming out at different times yeah Okay. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that that um, the audience knows that those books will be coming at a different time. So I do want to thank you once again. I want to ask, encourage you to continue to do what you're doing, and I definitely will be looking for um, your books, and I will definitely be reading them as well and supporting you as well. And uh, anytime you. you want to come back and talk about the next two books, uh, you're welcome to come back as, as as
2: a you know your
1: your friend of the show.
2: Thank you so much, and I just want to. Tell everybody if I can where they can follow me and reach me. Writer um, sure. Maya on all social media platforms W-R-I-T-E-R-M-Y-A Writer Maya uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. um Maya dot com is my website. And when you go to any of those platforms, Facebook, Twitter, you will see the link is in my bio. Bit dot ly slash Maya K New Releases. Capitalize the first letter in each word. Um, yes, and thank you so much for having me, Coco.
1: But you're so welcome. And that's going to do it for us here on The Midnight Cocoa Show here on blogtalkradio.com. Until next time, feel free to be you and live for today like it still has, because life has the struggles, but always take a sip of cocoa and guess what? You'll be all right. I'm your girl, Miss Cocoa, for The Midnight Cocoa Show. We'll see you back here on Monday. Have a great weekend and peace.